Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Good morning, church. How you doing? Are you out there? Good to see everyone today. Welcome to 2019. Is anyone excited about that? It's a new year. New year, new season. 2018 is behind us. Some of you had some challenging times in 2018. Some of you had some some real wins. And so whatever it looks like, uh, it's behind us. And we have a fresh start, 2019. And so uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Pastor JF. And I have the honor and the privilege to uh, be a part of this place and this team. And so how many of you know that it takes a team, a team to do what Jesus has called us to do? And and, and you know what? Uh, Maybe you didn't realize this, but you're a part of this team. Uh, and so uh, we're just uh, grateful that, that that's the case and that you're here today. Uh, as you saw on the uh, video just now, we're starting a brand new series entitled This Is Us. Can you just say that with me? This is us. And so as we're starting this brand new year and this new month, uh, we, I just felt like the Lord was saying, hey, uh, you know, really, we need, to, we need to drill down on who we are as a church and where we're going. And, 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 and really, what is our culture? Uh, what has Jesus called us to do in this context, in this community? How many of you know that we live in a community that's hurting and that needs Jesus? And Jesus was very specific as to how to uh, approach uh, the needs of a community. He said, G- Jesus just uh, uh, expected us and assumes and, and, and really taught us to go out and reach people for him. And so that is what this is all about this series. And so we're going we're gonna to be spending the next four weeks talking a little bit about that. But really, we're going to be spending all of next year, or excuse me, this year, talking about uh, who we are and what we're doing. And so, uh, man, I, my, my prayer, this is my prayer. I've been praying this for literally two months. Uh, my prayer has been like, Lord, I just pray that somebody, uh, s- more than somebody, uh, gets a hold of this, uh, because this is, this is revolutionary stuff. And how many of you know that Jesus was a revolutionary himself? And he's called you to be a revolu- revolutionary too. And so, uh, hey, new year, and I'm just, I'm here to coach you and encourage you. I'm not here to uh, get down on you. I'm here to like, be like, hey, let's go together, right? And so that's what this is all about. I have a confession to make. Um, before I met my wife, uh, I dated other girls. Yeah. True story, I'm sorry. It's true. And so I just want to tell you that right now. I hadn't met her yet. Uh, so that's kind of what happened. And I, was, uh, I went to college in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm proud because I, I got a good four years of Southern hospitality in me. And I love the South. I'm married to Southern Belle. And so I love this. Any, any people from the South in here at all? That many. Wow. Awesome. So... I'm one of you. I'm your kin, okay? Uh, and so I spent a good four years uh, in university, at Belmont University, and uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. But I, 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 uh, before I met my wife, I dated a couple different girls, and um, uh, I, I'll never forget, I met this one girl, and I, you know, I thought she was pretty cool. And so, you know, uh, just met her at school there, and I... And I just kind of worked up the nerve to, you know, ask her out, right? And uh, I can remember I, I was all, you know, in my class, hey, uh, 
I wanted to see maybe on, you know, this Saturday or a Saturday, we, we, maybe we could, you know, I could take you out on a nice date to Starbucks, you know, a real, real nice date to Starbucks, and maybe we could just hang out or something like that. And she said, oh, that, that'd be fun, but, well, in fact, um, this Saturday works for me, but, you know, I've got some plans. You're, you're, you're more than welcome to tag along. And I'm like, yeah, that works for me. What, what are we doing? And so she said, well, um, uh, you know, I'm, I have my 4-H club on Saturday. Now, let me just give you a little, uh, I grew up on the west side of Tacoma. And so I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. Now, I know, I know there's some of y'all from like, you know, Graham and, and a little deeper and, and, and Roy and Yell, you know, that's, and that's cool. I love it. I love this whole area because it's so diverse. But I, I grew up kind of like more in the city, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I said, I didn't even, yeah, that's awesome. And she's like, and you know what, man, like there's, there's even room to join, you know, and, and we're taking more people in. It's really exciting what, what the Lord's doing through 4 She didn't say that, but, um, but it's so exciting. You know, we'd love for you to be, you know, come on. So yeah, I'll, I'll be there because you're, you're not ugly. You know what I mean? And, and so, so sure enough, uh, she gave me the address and I was, I was, I was all in for, it didn't matter where we were going, you know? And, and so uh, I remember I got the address and, and it said it was uh, 45 minutes away from downtown Nashville. And I thought to myself, man, uh, that's far. And so I began to drive and I hadn't really been out of the city of Nashville. Nashville's a very urban place and, and it got very rural very quick, quickly. And I remember, uh, you know, 30 minutes went by and like, I hadn't seen a car for a while. And I'm like, is this, is this right? You know, and sure enough, I go down a windy road and you guys, I pull up and it's like, it's like a full on like, like ranch or something. I'm talking like there was like big metal buildings with like, like cows and all these animals and stuff. And there was guys like in boots and like hats and, and they had like a straw coming out and, you know, and, hey buddy, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, this, this is the right address. And, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm here for, and I forgot, I, to this day, I, I forgot her name, but I'm here, I'm here for so-and-so. Is she, oh yeah, she's right over there. You just drive over there. And, I went, and I'm like, what is going on here? And I pull up and all of a sudden she comes out and she, and she looks like them. And I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? And she, get out, you're going to love this, you know. And, and I'll meet, meet, meet all my friends, so I get out. And, and all of a sudden, all these people started coming out, and they all looked like that. And, and I was like, kind of like this. And I think I had Nikes on. I'm like, I, I, didn't, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, you're going to love this. And I walked in this room, and they were all like shearing sheep. And this is the area where we cut the sheep's wool. And, and this guy over here, and this whole group, you're going to join the manure picker-upper group. So I was like, ah, and I'm like, ah. like we got to clear this manure. I'm like, ah, and everyone's singing and laughing. Isn't this awesome? And I'm like, I guess so, you know, like picking up Saturday morning, and people are all fired up about the 4-H thing. I knew nothing about it, and we got all done. And, and she said, well, you know, uh, are you going to come back next week? And I said, I, I'm going to have to kind of think it over, you know. And I remember I got in my, my car, and I drove away, and I said, I'm, I'm never going to talk to that person Ever again, ever again, ever again. I didn't know what it was. I mean, I was invited and I was attracted to this person, but I didn't know what I would sign, what I was signing up for. 
I didn't know anything about that club, that culture, that world. Nothing. How many of you know that if you're going to be a part of something, it's really important to know what that something is all about? How many of you know if, if, if you're going to walk into a building like this and you're going to hear music and people are going to give you high fives and, and, and you sit down and the, and the person up front here doesn't even talk about what this is all about and you leave, what, how does that serve you? So, so, so this, this, this moment right now is really about unpacking what we're all about as a church and what Jesus has called us to do. And I'm telling you, it's going to take longer than four short talks. It's going to take years of, of cultivating this and drilling down on this and getting this in our spirit. But I'm just going to scratch the surface. Is that okay? Let's start off here. Here's our purpose here at Church for All Nations. Let me get a little drink of water here. Got a little scratchy voice. Here's really our purpose. And you can say this any way you'd like to. It's, this is really the purpose of the church of, of Jesus. Here it is. Um, to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. That's why we're here. To reach people because people are our heart. Jesus came for people, all right? And so, so to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus, Jesus is our message, all right? It's always been about him. We've been a church for a hundred plus years. It's always been about him. It will always be about him. It will always be about the gospel. So our mission and our, and our, and our purpose is really to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they may become fully devoted followers of Christ. That's discipleship right there. That's walking with him. And we do that through teaching and we do that through serving and we do that through uh, small groups and all kinds of different community, right? And so with that in mind, we will continue to filter every idea, every program, every ministry, every budget through that lens. And if it doesn't line up with our purpose, we won't waste our time. Because we're all about reaching people with this life-giving message of Jesus Christ and, 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 and helping them develop into fully devoted followers of Jesus. So, and and so, so, so with that in mind, the methodology is really what we're looking at for the next couple of weeks here. There's a method to this. And so we're going to be unpacking the methodology. And so if we believe God has called us to that, <clears throat> so then how do we get there is the question. I believe there's four ways we get there. And that's what we're going to break it down over the next month. Here's the first one. To know God. Know God. If you're taking notes, write that down. Part of this method of reaching people and, 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 and developing as true disciples is, 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 is pursuing knowing God, knowing Jesus. And we do that through so many different ways. One way is what we're doing right now, gathering together. The pursuit of knowing him. Here's the second one. We'll talk about this next week. And that is find freedom. 
as we walk through this process of knowing him, in the process, we begin to find freedom from all kinds of different things. We walk in with all kinds of bondage and all kinds of history. And part of knowing God and pursuing God is finding freedom from all of these issues in our lives. One way we find that freedom is getting into a smaller setting, small groups. It's our bread and butter. Because when you get into a small setting, into a small group, what happens is you begin to connect with people on a personal level, which makes you more open and more vulnerable so that the Holy Spirit, in correspondence with other people, gets inside of you and the healing begins to take place. So we find freedom when we, when we, when we get smaller, when we get into smaller groups and, 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 and that sort of a thing. Once we begin that process, it's kind of like, it's like a step. We know God, we find freedom. Here's the third one, and that is we begin to discover our purpose in life. Each and every one of us was created with a specific purpose, specific giftings, and until you understand how God has wired you, You'll never truly be fulfilled as to what he's called you to do. I can't tell you how liberating it is for me when I see someone finally understand the giftings that they have. When they finally get in their lane and they're running hard after what Jesus has for them. And I'm telling you, if you're in the wrong lane today, I'm sure you're probably frustrated. And so there's a process of, of, of discovering that purpose. And once you discover the purpose, here's the fourth area. You begin to make a difference. And that's, and that's what Jesus has called us to do, to make a difference in our community. So today, just for the next couple of minutes here, I want to talk about that first one, and that is know God. Know God. Uh, when Scripture uses the term know, it's not a term of understanding Instead, it's a term of experiencing. My mind cannot, I I can't wrap my head around understanding the magnitude and the complexity of God. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna kind of put that over here. My mind is too small. Our human minds are too small, we're too finite. But what we can do is begin to experience who he is. And so when you read in scripture, knowing Scripture is really saying, experiencing God. Philippians 3, verse 8 through 9, here's the text. says this. What is more, Paul is writing, says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth, here it is, of knowing Christ, meaning experiencing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I can, look at this, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. I love, I I actually like the New Living Translation. Can you put the New Living Translation up there? Look at this, it says, yes, everything else, it's, it's worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing, experiencing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I've said it before, this isn't a place that's connected to religion. We are all about relationship here. And knowing God requires relationship with him. So to help us really grasp just how 
relational this process is, Jesus actually, if you, if you read the Gospels, Jesus actually uses this picture of marriage throughout Scripture to explain exactly what he desires to have with us. This picture of him as the groom, right? And we as the church, his bride. And so with that picture, I, I, wanna, I want to unpack a little bit uh, just how relational this process is as, as to knowing him. Here's the first part, and that is relationship involves introduction. Write that down. Relationship involves introduction. I've been married for nine and a half years. And I can remember the first day <clears throat> I met Ashley. I had plans that day, very important plans. Really important plans. I was in college and, and me and a friend were arranging a party. And it was really important. And we were in the middle of you know, getting everything together and invited people to this, this party. And I remember I said, I got to run back to my apartment and get something. And so he said, well, I'll just, I'll just wait in the, in the parking lot and you can, you know, you can just run in the thing and come back and get it. Well, as I was heading down to my apartment, my brother called me and he said, hey, me and some friends are going to be in town. Nashville. He lived about two hours away. And um, I got some friends, and uh, we just want to see if we could probably stay at your place. And I said, I guess so. You know, we'll sleep on the floor or whatever. I said, oh, okay, whatever, you know. I'm not going to be staying there that night. I'm, I'm staying with my friend, you know, my, my, uh, my, my friends, and so that's fine. You can just have it. He said, okay, because we're already here. And I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so I walked down and I open my door, and there's like eight people in my little dump apartment in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was like, ah, trying to, you know, kind of get through people. And all of a sudden, there's this girl standing in my dumpy little kitchen. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Fellas, you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember that moment? And I was like, Ah, and like everything just went slow motion. And like nothing else mattered in the world. You know what I'm talking about? It's like nothing else. And she had like these cool jeans on. This is back in the day when it was cool to like the boot cut jeans, you know. And she had like a cool vintage t-shirt on. And I guess it was, she had really short hair and she had dyed it like silver. And I was like, man, that's so punk rock, you know. And <laughs> You're cool, you know, nose ring and the whole thing. And I was like, I was like, how are you? You know, I didn't know what I was saying, you know. And uh, I didn't realize I'd kind of stood there for like 20 minutes, you know. And she's like, well, we're going to go get some food. What, what do you, well, you want to come? And I was like, yeah, of course. I want to go get some food, you know. And, and uh, all of a sudden I was like, my buddy. You know, I've, I've got really big plans, you know. So with that, I, got, I ran up there. My buddy's like standing outside his truck, like this is before cell phones and everything. He's like, what are you doing, man? I was like, I can't, I can't uh, be a part of what you're doing tonight. I have, 
I, something came up. He's like, no, man, we've been, people are expecting us. We're the hosts. I'm like, I can't, I can't really, I can't, I'm not going to get in the car and drive away, sir. Just get, get in the car and drive away. And he's like, you got to be kidding me, man. And, and he got in the car and drove. I've never talked to him again to this day. And he just drove away and, and I uh, came back downstairs and, and she was like, well, did you have, I'm sorry, did you have plans? No, I had no plans tonight. It's all good to go. And and really, the rest was history. Now, there's a, lot, there's a lot more details there, but that was day one, right? But how many of you know that just because I was introduced to her does not mean that I knew her? How many of you know that in that moment, over the course of that meal and hanging out and the whole thing, I learned that she loved art and she was, a, she was studying psychology and theology and, 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 I, and I knew that she had a, a passion for missions and I, I learned that she loved grunge rock, which I loved. I'm from the Northwest. So I was like, sweet, we connect so well. And, but, but how many of you know that I didn't know, I knew Ashley in those facets but I didn't know her as the mother-to-be one day. I, 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 I didn't know her as, as, the, as the, uh, the professor that she would end up being one day. How many of you know that I didn't know her as the pastor that she would someday become? How many of you know I didn't, I didn't know any of those things? And the reason why is because I hadn't participated in those seasons yet. I'd only been introduced to her. I only had a small glimpse of who she was. How many of you know, with that in mind, how many of you know how much more, the, how, how much more complex our God is? <laughs> right? In fact, I was thinking about this in, in the terms of this. You know, I have this, uh, it's a $25 million diamond. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, keep it by my bed. But I was thinking of it like this. This, this diamond is beautiful, isn't it? And, and, you know, the light hits it. It shines in so many different ways. And, and, and there's so much beauty to it, right? Has so many different faces. Rabbis, rabbis talk about the scriptures and, different faces of the scriptures. But what I love about this is that the way the light hits it, right? Uh, uh, the way, depending on where I'm at, I'm only experiencing its beauty based on where I'm at. Does that make sense? Right? There's so many different facets of the beauty of this diamond, but it all depends on where I'm standing. And it's the same way with God. Depending on your season, depending where you're at with him, you will get glimpses of his beauty. You will begin to experience him in ways that you wouldn't have because of the season that you were in or, or where you were standing or where you were at. And, and it's just incredible how God reveals himself to you in so many different ways. In fact, I was doing a little re- bit of research this week. And, and I was going to like make this great hand, I had this idea, I'm going to make this handout of all the different names of God. And you're going to walk out, and there's going to be like 20 names. I found out that there are 951 different names of God 
And so I just thought to myself, we'll just save paper. And <laughs> I'll read you a couple. Can I do that? Here's a couple name the names of God in Scripture. Advocate. Almighty. Alpha. Perfecter of our faith. Bread of life. I like this one right here. Chief shepherd. Comforter. Cornerstone. This is the one, man. Friend of sinners. High priest. King of kings. Lord of lords. Lamb of God. Light of the world. Redeemer. Refuge. Wonderful counselor. Just a few of the 951 names of God. I like to think of knowing God as almost like a cycle. We are constantly being almost reintroduced to him. Depending on what you're dealing with. Some of you are here today and you, even have, you haven't even been introduced to God or any of, his, any of the true facets of who he is. Maybe you're here today and, and some of you have just been introduced to him even recently. And so you, you see him as savior. And so you're in this season of, 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 of knowing, meaning experiencing God through the lens of he saved you. You were, you, were in, you, were, you were lost and you've been found and, and so you're like here. Some of you on the cycle of, 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 of being introduced to God and all of the different facets of who he is, maybe you've walked in here and, and there was a season where, where, where you were sick and in, and in that season, God intro, introduced himself to you as healer and so you sat in that season, oh God, you're my healer, thank Thank you for healing me. Maybe it's provision. Maybe you're in a season right now where God is providing, and so, you, and, and so, you were, so you've been introduced to him, to him. You've experienced him as your provider and, and, you're, and, and, you're, and you're understanding what all of that is all about. Relationship involves introduction. Here's the second step, and that is relationship requires Interaction. Write that down. Relationship requires interaction. <clears throat> I can remember being in the sixth grade. <clears throat> and uh, sixth grade, man, I'm talking about girls a lot today. Man. Um, in this sixth grade, I, uh, there was this, this girl, and her name was Lori, and I'd never met her, never talked to her, never interacted with her. And I caught wind from her camp that she liked me, right? And so a buddy of mine said, hey, you know, Lori likes you. Sixth grade, guys, all right? And I said, that's cool, you know? And he said, what are you gonna do about it? And I was like, I don't know, what should I do about it? He said, well, you you know, you should ask her to be your girlfriend. Never met her, never interacted with her whatsoever. So I said, that's a good idea, I'll do that. (laughs) And so, how many of you know in sixth grade, the way you ask a girl to be your girlfriend is you write down, will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no, right? So I wrote that down and I passed it into her camp. And about 48 hours later, the note showed back up on my desk about two days later and I opened, and it was like shaping a heart. So you had to like undo the whole thing and it circled in red, yes, like with a heart. And I was like, yes, we're, it's official, you know? Never talked to her. Never interacted with nothing. 
So, but he came to me and he said, hey, how's, how's, how's it going? How's your relationship going? It's really good. It's really, really good. And, and he's like, well, hey, we're, we're going to the Puyallup Fair on Saturday. You guys should come along. A big group of us. Our parents are dropping us off at the Blue Gate. And uh, we can, we can we'll all meet there. And I said, cool, I'll be, I'll be there. And he said, well, you should bring your girlfriend too. And I said, that's a great idea. And so I wrote another note. I said, would you like to go to Puyallup? Came back about two days later. Yeah, I'd love that, you know. Came back. And so then we, you know, I still hadn't met her. And so then got, got to the fair. And that was my first introduction with the girl I've been dating for about two weeks. <laughs> sixth, sixth grade. This is so stupid. And uh, we really didn't even talk. She hung out with her friends. And I was like, that's awesome. And we went on one ride. And then my mom picked me up. And I got home that night and just decided that it wasn't going to work out. So I wrote a note and just said, hey, this isn't going to work out, but it was been, it's been awesome, you know. And, and we broke up. That was it. No interaction, but it was a phenomenal relationship, you know. I say that silly story because there's some of us who, you know, we've said yes to Jesus, but we haven't actually interacted with him. Maybe like five years ago, you walked into a place like this and, and something happened. You said, yes. And you said, yes, I'll date you. You wrote it down. You put it in the offering. And, and, and you haven't had one conversation with a God who desires to walk with you through every situation in your life. You, you've never really connected with him. You've walked in this place and it's like, I, I, I said yes. I signed up, I circled yes, but I don't even know him, right? Re- relationship requires interaction. Can you imagine if Ashley and I got to the, the front and, and yet I do and kissed, da, 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 walked out and we never talked again? I mean, what, you talk about an unhealthy marriage, right? But some of us approach God like that. It's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I have the t-shirt. I listen to Hillsong or whatever, Kirk Franklin. But like, you don't actually spend any time with him whatsoever. Relationship requires interaction. Look, what, Go back to what Paul says in Paul 3. He says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection. And look at this, and participate in his sufferings. Participation is interaction. Paul says, I, I want to I interact with him. Look what Jesus said himself, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Said, not everyone, maybe you know this verse, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. What he's saying is, is that I was never in relationship. I never interacted. I I didn't know him or her. Are you being intentional and interacting with Jesus, knowing him, experiencing him through the reading of your word, through prayer, through gathering together and, and hearing from brothers and sisters about what Jesus, I'm telling you, interacting with him. Relationship requires it. As the band comes back, here's a third thought. 
That is, close relationship involves intimacy, includes intimacy. Close relationship includes intimacy. You cannot have true intimacy without honesty and vulnerability. So the question is, what does it look like to be truly intimate with God? I think about King David. God himself called David a man after his own heart. And how many of you know that King David was not perfect? He had a lot of issues, yet God calls him, that dude with all of his issues is a, is a man after my own heart. And look what, look what David even writes here, Psalm 139. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. God already knew everything about David, but it was David's desire for intimacy with God. His invitation to God is what set him apart. God already knew everything about him. But David desired intimacy with God. And he says, search me. I, I wonder if you're here today and, 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 you're, and you've done that or you're in the process of doing that. Or maybe you're here today and, 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 and you're, you've just never really gotten that vulnerable with God. Some of, some of you are here today and you've bought the lie from the enemy. And here's the lie. If you get honest with God, if you become vulnerable with him, he's going to pull away from you. If you truly engage with him, he's going to go, oh, yeah, nope, and pull out. But here's the thing, he already knows every detail. And his desire is to be intimate, to be close to you. And how many of you know, those of you that have been walking with Jesus for a long time, how many of you know that most of the time when he communicates, it's in a whisper. It's quiet. That's how the Holy Spirit works. He, he nudges you. He says, hey, I'm here. Be at peace. Get close to me. Intimacy requires us getting quiet drawing in and that is when you're truly knowing him experiencing him through the intimacy I remember when we had our first daughter close with this and then we're going to pray we had never had kids obviously first daughter and um found out Ashley was pregnant and everything was fine going fine the whole thing and she went into labor so time to go to the hospital 
And, you know, we had never done that. I know she was scared. I was scared. What's going to happen? We don't know what's going on. And we got her in there. And, and, and the doctor came out to me and said, Sir, uh, your, your, your wife and your daughter are healthy, but for whatever reason, your daughter hasn't dropped down in the position to like give natural birth. And so we're going to have to do an emergency C-section. And if you don't, if we don't, one or both could die. It's that serious. And so I just, I need, per, I need permission. Will you give me permission? I said, do what you got to do, you know? And, and, and so I can remember being afraid in that situation, right? A little nervous. And we went in there and there she was on the, on the, on the table there and people are going all over the place and noise and da 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 and the thing beep 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 all the stuff and people with masks on and, and I saw all these tools and I'm what the heck's going on and she was laying there and I could tell she was nervous right like anyone would be I'm talking about intimacy here because sometimes we think that intimacy requires like this beautiful setting that intimacy is, is, is like candles, bubble baths, whatever it is, man. Rose, pe- oh, it's a... But what I've learned when it comes to intimacy, lots of times, intimacy is ugly, scary, messy. I can remember, oh, and, and the stuff I was seeing and she was like freaking out. So I didn't know what to do. So what I did, I, I just instinct, instinctively got down and just began to whisper in her ear, I'm right here. I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. We're going to get through this. And I could, I could see that she was just like, it was like with all the action, she was like peace coming over her, Right? I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, I didn't know. And I was stroking. I said, it's okay. We're going to, we're going to, you're almost there. You're not. And then you know what happened? Wah! Israel Wilkerson entered the world and all of a sudden it was like, yes. But in that moment, in that messy, bloody, scary operating room, the beeping noises, it wouldn't have helped if I started screaming, Ash, come on, you're not doing good enough. Here, listen to me, I'm over here. Ah, come on, come on. I had to just, that is how, that is how God works. You've walked into this place and you're in this, you're in this messy situation and you can't hear him. You need him right now. If you would just quiet yourself, because he's, he's whispering. And, 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 and most of the times you're going to be intimate with him. Your life is not going to be perfect. You, you don't have, like, sometimes we think like the only way that we can be intimate with God is if we've got it all together. And so here's what happens. 
we, we, don't, we don't pursue intimacy with him because the enemy has lied to us and said, you don't got it all together. You need to go to the discipleship class. You need to pay penance. You need to beat yourself up. And God is saying, no, no, no. I am right there with you in the middle of your pain and your mess. Close your ears to all the noise and just, and just, and just get close to me. And you'll experience me as healer or provider or as comforter or as prince of peace. For some of you, there's kings in your life. There's other kings. They come in the form of drugs. They, they come in the form of, of broken relationships. They come in the form of unemployment. And you've made all these kings. And maybe you're here today and you need to like accept, you have to be reintroduced to him as king of kings over all of it. Relationship includes intimacy. It's, it's the key component of knowing and experiencing him today. Would you bow your heads? Forgive me for going a little bit long, but this is so important. It's so important. This is what we're about. This is what this, this, this hospital called Church for All Nations is all about. It's about people knowing God, experiencing Him, all the different facets of who He is. There's a process starts with, with, with these principles that I've shared with you today. If you're in this room and you say, JF, I want to say yes to him. I want to know him. I want to experience him. At the beginning of 2019, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. Just like you said at the end there, I've, 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 I, I'm in the middle of a mess and I, I feel like I'm too broken or I feel like I'm too far away or I feel like he's mad at me and I, I feel like I'm supposed to get cleaned up before I come to him. But no, no, I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, ma'am. It's quite the opposite. Jesus, Jesus said, come unto me, all of you who are weary, all of you that are heavy, burdened, and laden. Not, I'm going to give you rest. People that have it all together aren't tired, right? They don't have any burdens. Jesus said, that's who, I, that's who I'm calling. If that's you today, in this first step of methodology of knowing God. You want to be introduced to him as savior for the first time, or maybe you want to recommit your life to him. If that's you on the count of three, I'd like you just to slip your hand up. No one's looking. I just want to say a prayer for you. On the count of three, all across this auditorium. One, two, three. You say, JF, that's me. I want to say yes to him. Thank you, friend. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand there, sir. I see your hand there, sir. I see your hand there right there. Eight. I see your hand. Nine. Anybody else? Ten. I see your hand over there. Anybody else? Eleven. I see your hand there. Twelve. I see your hand in the back. Thirteen in the back. Fourteen in the back. Fourteen people are saying yes to Jesus, being introduced to him as Savior. Anybody else? Join the fourteen. Fifteen on this left side. Anybody else? Fifteen people. Incredible. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. One more question, then we'll pray. You say, JF, 2019, I was, I was hoping would start off in a peaceful manner, but there's all kinds of stuff going on in my life, and I feel like I'm just holding on. JF, would you pray for me as I leave here today that I would be reintroduced to him as Prince of Peace? 
maybe you got a bad doctor's report or you don't know where the provision's coming for that bill that's due this week or you don't know where your kid is she's been gone for months she's written you off and, and there's like this unsettling inside of you today if that's you you say man I just I wanted to hit the ground running but I got stuff going on I love and I love him I love God I really do but Jeff, would you pray for me I need to know him right now as comforter prince of peace one two three you raise your hand you say that's me yeah oh yeah absolutely God thank you for this moment those of you in this room that are saying yes to him for the first time just do that Jesus come into my life I want to know you you know the pain you know the brokenness that I'm walking through right now would you begin the healing process I'm hurting I lay it all down at your feet come into my life you are savior you are messiah you are you are who you say you are I believe it I don't know all the details and I don't know all the I don't know all the doctrine I don't know all the theology but I know I'm experiencing something in this moment right now and it's your Holy Spirit just accept him into your life in Jesus name and for those of you God I pray that the Prince of Peace will just bring rest right now to weary souls God as we start this new year bring peace to my friends I thank you God that, 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 you, that you are the only divine being that longs for relationship with his followers every other religion requires penance and, pers- and, and a and um, a pursuit that is strictly religious. Jesus, you came from heaven for us. We thank you. You provide so much. So thank you, Lord God. God, I pray that that we would begin to embody this knowing you portion. That even today as we leave here, that we will engage in, in interaction with you. Maybe for the first time. Maybe it's been a minute. Interacting with you because relationship requires that. I thank you for those that have been introduced to you this morning. We thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.